Hare Krishna. Welcome to this episode of Chaitanya Charitamrita. In today's episode, we will be continuing our deconstruction of the Mayavad philosophy. Uh, this is part 2. And we will be reading from the Chaitanya Charitamrita, chapter 7, text 122 onwards. And we will see how many verses we will be able to cover in this episode. So, um, this is actually from the con- um, conversation between Lord Chaitanya and Prakashananda Saraswati, the leader of Mayavad. Uh, Mayavadis in the um, Varanasi. Alright, so we will say our Mangalasharan prayers and we will continue with the study. Okay. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Ajnanati Mirandhasya Jnananjana Shalakaya Chakshurun Melitam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Shri Chaitanya Mano Bhishtam Sthapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupaha Kadama Hyamdadati Svapadantikam Vandeham Shri Guru Shri Yutapadakamalam Shri Gurun Vaishnavamscha Shri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahagana Raghunathanvitam Tamsajeevam Sadvaitam Savadhutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Shri Vishakhanvitamscha he Krishna Karuna Sindho Dina Bandho Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namostute Tapta Kanchana Gaurangi Radhe Vrindavaneshwari Vrishabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Hari Priye Vancha Kalpatarubhyascha Kripa Sindhubhya Evacha Patitanam Pavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namun Namaha Namaum Vishnupadaya Krishna Preshthaya Bhutale Srimate Bhakti Vedanta Swaminiti Namine Namaste Saraswati Deve Gauravani Pracharine Nirvishesha Sunyavadi Paschatya Deshatarine Jay Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhunityananda Sri Advaita Gadadhar Sri Vasadi Gaurabhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare so as we have said, we will continue our deconstruction of the Mayavad philosophy as uh, done by Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. We will go through that. So we are reading from Chaitanya Charitamrita, Adalila, chapter 7, text 122 onwards. So just a slight recap of the terminology that is used here. So... <clears throat> So we, co- we only covered three verses in the last um, session. So here it is said, Vyasera Sutrite Kohe Parinam Vad Vyasa Bhrantavali Taru Uthaila Vivad. In his Vedanta Sutra, Srila Vyasadev has described that everything is but a transformation of the energy of the Lord. Shankaracharya, however, has misled the world by commenting that Vyasadev was mistaken. Thus, he has raised great opposition to theism throughout the entire world. So, Vivartavad. So, to, to, to say, I mean, he said Vyasadeva was wrong in his Parinamavad. Parinam means consequence or transformation of something. So, transformation of the energies of Krishna. So, that brings about the entire creation and everything. Now, he said vivarta, illusion. Actually, no, everything is, you see, 
It says he has taken many clear statements from the Vedic literature and twisted them to try to prove that if the Lord or the Absolute Truth were transformed, his oneness would be disturbed. So first of all, he did not acknowledge that the Absolute Truth has energies which transform or which produce the consequences. Um, he is saying that Absolute Truth itself uh, would be transformed if, if Vyasadeva is correct. And he says, and that's why Vyasadeva is wrong, since Absolute Truth cannot be transformed. Absolute Truth cannot be transformed, that's a fact. But Absolute Truth has energies. He denies that, Sankracharya. And the transformation of energies is what is described by Srila Vyasadeva in the Vedic literature. So he says, oh, this, the apparent uh, transformation of the Absolute Truth, that means it appears like the Absolute Truth is transformed and that is illusion. So we need to come out of illusion, then we, un- we will understand that we are also actually one with the Absolute Truth. So this is his argument, Vivartavad, illusion, the Mayavad theory of illusion. So, continuing from that, Parinamvade Ishvara Hoyena Vikari Etakohi Vivartavada Sthapana Yekari According to Shankaracharya, by accepting the theory of the transformation of the energy of the Lord, one creates an illusion by indirectly accepting that the Absolute Truth is transformed. Parinamvade Ishvara Hoyena Vikari <clears throat> so, because for Shankaracharya, Sarvam Khalvidam Brahma, if we say there is something, energies of the Supreme Lord, he takes it as one with the Supreme Lord. The energies are also Supreme Lord. Everything is one with the Supreme Lord. We are also one with the Supreme Lord, although we are actually energies. And the energies are transforming, Vyasadeva said, but then. He says energies are not different from the Lord, it's, it's just a Lord only, Sarvam Khalvidam Brahma. Actually, he doesn't say Lord because he doesn't accept the personality. He, he says Brahman. Brahman is everything. Sarvam Khalvidam Brahma. So, in that sense, he says all the energies so-called are only illusions or illusory representations of the Absolute Truth. So, they are actually Absolute Truth only. So, that's why when Vyasadeva says transformation of energy, because so the so-called energy is just an illusion of the Absolute Truth, um, therefore, he is indirectly mentioning that actually the energies, I mean the Absolute Truth itself is transforming and therefore we cannot accept it and therefore the transformation um, f- philosophy is to be condemned and Vivartavadi, the theory of illusion is to be um, upheld. But now let's read the purport, Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur comments that if one does not clearly understand the meaning of Parinamvad or transformation of energy, one is sure to misunderstand the truth regarding this material cosmic manifestation and the living entities. In the Chandogya Upanishad 6.8.4, it is said, Sanmulaha saumyemaha prajaha sa ayatanaha sat pratishthaha. The material world and the living entities are separate beings. And they are eternally true, not false. And this is confirmed in the um, Bhagavad Gita also in the 
2.12 and 15.7 krishna says the same thing the material world now although bhagavad gita says this the problem with mayavadis is they don't accept the bhagavad gita as supreme authoritative scripture because they consider it as part of smriti literature uh, and for them they consider that shruti is more important than smriti and they always quote for therefore from the shruti and if somebody quotes from the smriti they don't take it so seriously uh, you're quoting from smriti you know um so therefore vaishnava acharyas especially shri ramanuja acharya every evidence even in fact he wrote a commentary on bhagavad gita and for every verse he took out verses from the vedas from the from the shruti to support the the statements of bhagavad gita for every single verse he did that the material world and the living entities are separate beings and they are eternally true not false shankaracharya however unnecessarily fearing that by parinamvad transformation of energy brahman would be transformed vikari has imagined both the material world and the living entities to be false and to have no individuality by word jugglery he has tried to prove that the individual identities of the living entities and the material world are illusory and he has cited the examples of mistaking a rope for a snake and an oyster shell for gold thus he has most abominably cheated people in general now <clears throat> okay before we go a little further just just try to let us try to observe the mastery with which lord shiva in the form of shankaracharya has cheated everyone now lord narayana ordered him to cheat and he cheated but you see how well he did that service of cheating he did it so well that he has bewildered the entire world with his jugglery so whatever service we are given we have to with meticulous detail you see how shankaracharya meticulously each and every word he interpreted in different way and you know gave a you know meaning um promoting his philosophy although vaishnava acharyas can recognize and you know um defeat such arguments but for the people in general it is very very um it it's totally confusing in fact it is totally uh, not even confusing it does it's not confusing it's attractive in fact uh, it attracts them in that way he has presented just see how when he was given a service lord shiva being the greatest vaishnava he did that service with meticulous detail um so that is worth observing here you see how each and every word and how the concept he he you know he twisted and only exalted vaishnava acharyas they can spot the defects in the philosophy and by their mercy we are able to understand today and we are saying that mayavad is bogus if not for shri prabhupad we would be sucked up to this mayavad philosophy so he uh, by word jugglery tried to prove that the material world is illusory and he cited examples like mistaking a rope for a snake or an oyster shell for gold so we're mistaking the absolute truth for something else and we think we're separated it's it's a mistaken uh, proposition now the vaishnava acharyas the, the vaishnavas they explain in different way that illusion 
so let's read that the analogy of misunderstanding a rope to be a snake the analogy of misunderstanding a rope to be a snake is mentioned in the mandukya upanishad but it is meant to explain the error of identifying the body with the soul a rope is actually dead but to consider it living as a snake that is a mistake so similarly the body is dead so to consider it consider the body to be the living being uh, that is that's why when an analogy is presented there has to be as many similarities between the analogy and the actual concept or actual fact that is being um, explained in through this analogy so that it matches now with the body and soul it exactly matches one is dead one is living the rope and the snake and the body and the soul so it matches the thing since the soul is actually a spiritual particle as confirmed in the bhagavad gita mamayvamsho jeeva loke it is due to illusion vivartavad that a human being like an animal identifies the body with the self this is a proper example of vivarta or illusion <coughs> The verse atatvato anyatha buddhir vivarta ityudahritah. Describes such an illusion to not know actual facts and thus to mistake one thing for another as for example to accept the body as oneself is called vivartavad. Every conditioned living entity who considers the body to be the soul is deluded by this vivartavad. one can be attacked by this vivartavad philosophy when he forgets the inconceivable power of the omni- omnipotent personality of godhead so the illusion is that the material world is not illusion the the so called i mean the relations that we have in this material world they are also not they are true temporary but to think that we permanently they are ours and we are permanently this body that is actually um, like for example the the family members they are actually parts and parcels of krishna but to think that they belong to me uh, that is illusion they don't belong they they are existing yes they are existing definitely but to think that they belong to me that is a mistake this body is existing for a short while so it is a truth for temporarily it's a truth um but to think that i am the body that is the illusion the body is not illusion so that's what we have to understand so one can be attacked by this vivartavad philosophy when he forgets the inconceivable power of the omnipotent personality of godhead how the supreme personality of godhead remains as he is never changing is explained in the ishopanishad पूर्णमादा पूर्णमेवशिष्यते गॉड इज कंप्लीट इवन इफ अ कंप्लीट मैनिफेस्टेशन इज टेकन अवे फ्रॉम हिम ही कंटिन्यूज टू बी कंप्लीट द मेटीरियल क्रिएशन इज मैनिफेस्टेड बाय द एनर्जी ऑफ द लॉर्ड बट ही इज स्टिल द सेम पर्सन हिज फॉर्म एंटराज क्वालिटीज एंड सो ऑन नेवर डिटीरियरेट श्रील जीव गोस्वामी इन हिज परमात्मा संदर्भ कमेंट्स रिगार्डिंग द विवर्तवाद एज फॉलोज under the spell of vivartavad one imagines the separate entities namely the cosmic manifestation and the living entities to be one with brahman hmm. this is actually vivartha <laughs> the vivartha is that 
to consider them part of brahman is vivartan whereas shankaracharya is saying it is actually part of brahman but to consider them as separate is vivartan it's exact opposite you see how he twisted it um, they are actually different from brahman they are actually different from the lord in the sense that their energies of the lord and by expanding such energies the lord is not diminishing in any way so innumerable energies like that can come out from him and then he still he still remains the same supreme personality of god had never diminished um never changed so under the spell of vivartavad one imagines the separate entities namely the cosmic manifestation and the living entities to be one with brahman this is due to complete ignorance regarding the actual fact the absolute truth or para brahman is always one and always the same he is completely free from all other conceptions of existence he is completely free from false ego for he is the full spiritual identity when we are not full spiritual identity like for example we are spirit but his body is matter so our identity is now in this world tied to the material body than the spirit soul in fact the identity of the spirit soul is completely forgotten um so that is false ego but when one is in when one is full spiritual entity he is there is no difference between krishna's body and krishna's soul like we do in this material world when we go to the spiritual world we also don't have we will have a spiritual body which is not different from the soul uh, because he is completely spiritual his identification is correct hmm. when krishna says i am the owner of everything that is not ego that is not false ego that is true ego who's actually he is the owner but when i say i am the owner of everything that is false ego or if i am i say even i am the owner of say this water bottle i am false ego i'm having false ego because i actually cannot be the owner of anything so that's a false um designation you see and because he is full spiritual identity there's no difference between what he thinks he is and what he is whereas in our case there is a difference between what we think we are and what we actually are and that is false ego it is absolutely impossible for him to be subjected to ignorance and fall under the spell of a misconception vivartavad you see it is not just impossible it's absolutely impossible for him to be subjected to ignorance and fall under the spell of a misconception vivartavad the absolute truth is beyond our conception one must admit that he has unblemished qualities that he does not share with every living entity he is never tainted in the slightest degree by the flaws of ordinary living beings everyone must therefore understand the absolute truth to possess inconceivable potencies this is jeeva goswami's uh, commentation you see it starts from here from this quote and the end quote is right at the end now today morning i was just thinking about it you know they they have this saying that absolute truth uh, sorry absolute power corrupts absolutely this is not at all a fact because the supreme lord has absolute power but he is not corrupted absolute power does not corrupt absolutely um 
we have to understand that nobody has absolute power over anything only the lord has and when we think we have absolute power that's when we are corrupted <clears throat> we can never have actually absolute power but to have the illusion of having absolute power that corrupts because it's based on this false ego and and the lord is always on the true ego platform when he says as that's why when as i said when he says i am the owner of everything i am the enjoyer of everything he is not speaking out of false ego he is speaking as matter of fact that's actually fact he is the only enjoyer he is the only owner but when we say that that's false ego because we are not and we think we are that's the problem vastutah parinam vad shesha sheshe praman देहे आत्मबुद्धि ट्रांसफॉर्मेशन ऑफ एनर्जी इज अ प्रूवन फैक्ट इट इज द फॉल्स बॉडली कॉन्सेप्शन ऑफ द सेल्फ दैट इज एन इल्यूशन सो अगेन दैट पॉइंट इज रेटेड फॉल्स कॉन्सेप्शन बॉडली कॉन्सेप्शन ऑफ द सेल्फ इज एन इल्यूशन नाउ परपोर्ट द जीव और लिविंग एंटिटी इज अ स्पिरिचुअल स्पार्क हु इज पार्ट ऑफ द supreme personality of godhead unfortunately he thinks the body unfortunately he thinks the body to be the self and that misunderstanding is called vivarta or acceptance of untruth to be truth the body is now again let, let's clarify that the acceptance of untruth to be truth now is the body the untruth and the soul the truth no The, f- the the conception that the body is truth and the soul is also truth the body is temporary truth the soul is permanent truth because it's all coming from the absolute truth and every emanation from the absolute truth is a truth but to consider one thing as another that is the illusion hmm. um so the untruth is the acceptance of untruth to be truth the untruth is the conception that i am this body that is untruth but we think that is truth so that is the vivarta hmm. for example a magician magician um makes us believe something which is not actually truth is untruth but we take it as truth that is illusion he 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 illu- uh, illusions us um Uh, in accepting something for something else he is doing something else but he makes us feel that he is doing something else mm. so he does one thing and he makes us believe he is doing another thing so that is illusion uh, to present the truth as untruth or the untruth as truth uh, what he what we think he is doing is actually not what he is doing he is doing something else but he is hiding that hmm. so that is magician so similarly we are being illusioned by the magic of maya uh, maya actually also means magic <laughs> uh, illusion so uh, so this so it it, it bewilders us and we think like this 
what he is so so coming back to the magician example what he is doing what he is actually doing is a truth but we think what he is showing us that he is doing is the truth which is actually the untruth he is making us accept the untruth as truth hmm. but he is doing something else and because it it doesn't match our regular understanding so we we get confused so for that people pay they pay to get confused and here also in the material world we pay with our um i mean with our very existence in order to be be fool we 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 enjoy the gratification of being fool just like a magician show his main business is to fool people and people pay him to fool them um similarly we pay with our life not just one life trillions of lives going and then in, in the search for happiness and we are fooled and we think this is actually happiness getting fooled you know <laughs> there actually this this um show magic show um uh, pen and teller fool us there is a show on the tv uh pen and teller the the two are very um, you know great magicians they had their own show before when they were younger now they're a little bit older maybe 50 60 years old uh so now they have this show and they are the judges and then the audience are there and then the magicians they come one by one on the stage and they do some trick and of course the audience are always fooled uh mostly but pen and teller these two judges um they many times they catch okay we understood what you did there and then they try to give a hint so that the audience won't understand but the magician will understand um like what is the trick there so when the magician says yes yes that you got it then okay they don't get a prize but if they fool these pen and teller also these the judges who are actually experienced magicians they get a prize for fooling so that's how we are we we like to be fooled and then we we reward maya with oh wow thank you this is super good you know and people you know do this uh, durga puja and that is just like you know offering you know this thing prize for fooling them that's why they are called alpabuddhi not very intelligent actually so anyway the body is not the self but animals and foolish people think that it is vivarta or illusion does not however denote a change in the identity of the spirit soul hmm. the spirit soul identity does not change always will be the same it is the misconception that the body is a self that is an illusion similarly the supreme personality of godhead does not change when his external energy consisting of the eight gross and subtle material elements listed in the bhagavad gita bhumi rapa analo vayur etc acts and reacts in different phases so the supreme personality of godhead does not change avichintya shakti yukta shri bhagavan ichhaya jagad rupe paya parinam the supreme personality of godhead is opulent in all respects therefore by his inconceivable energies he has transformed the material cosmic manifestation so um 
so the his energies his different energies interact with each other and produce so many different um, um manifestation in different phases as they interact so but that does not change anything in the identity of the supreme personality of god तथापि अचिंत्य शक्ति होए अविकारी प्राकृत चिंतामणिता है दृष्टांत जेधरी यूजिंग द एग्जांपल ऑफ अ टचस्टोन व्हिच बाय इट्स एनर्जी टर्न्स आयन इनटू गोल्ड एंड येट रिमेंस द सेम वी कैन अंडरस्टैंड दैट ऑल्दो द सुप्रीम पर्सनालिटी ऑफ गॉड हैड ट्रांसफॉर्म्स हिज इन्यूमरेबल एनर्जीज ही रिमेंस अनचेंज्ड now there are many examples many analogies that are mentioned in the vedic literature in bhagavad gita you will find so many analogies bhagavatam you will find so many analogies everywhere you will find analogies uh, that means the spiritual truth is explained with some established fact that we already know now here <laughs> the example of the touchstone is given as if it's a matter of fact you know using the example of a touchstone you know which turns iron into gold and yet remains the same we can understand that although the supreme personality of god it transforms his innumerable energies he remains unchanged now this is usually in, in modern scientific terms this is considered like you know like a fable a more of a, a mythological idea than a than an actual fact because there is no such experience of a touchstone in this world we don't have something that would produce gold with its touch but there are these things in fact in the spiritual world the whole planets of the spiritual world the dust the stones everything is chintamani touchstone not only that in the krishna lila we can find the syamantaka jewel which was from the sun god and it also produces gold every day the jewel itself produces gold Uh, without even being touching anything nothing like that it, it just produces gold on its own so even in the material world there are planets where this touchstone is a fact so so when when that kind of example is given we should not only understand the matter that is uh, explained here but also the example if we notice that's why you know when in bhagavad gita krishna says among the stars and the moon Uh, sorry shall prabhupad immediately um caught that point because for us we for us the, the moon is the most uh, useful in the night because it produces so much light whereas the stars don't do anything uh, although they are there they don't give off any uh, they don't they're not of much use to us uh, in that way yes but krishna is speaking as a matter of fact so among the stars and the moon so immediately caught that prabhupada said the stars are like the moon which reflect the light of the sun and they are not the stars are not like suns as the scientists imagine imagine them to be so this is great challenge to the scientists um and they claim that they know these these things But honestly they have such defective vision but they're very proud of that whereas when krishna says something they don't give any value but actually he is the creator so we have to take it from him 
that's why even in the brahma samhita i said the sun is the raja samasta suramurti rasesha teja uh, and in fact uh, even in gayatri mantra it is a prayer to the sun which is illuminating all the three planetary systems one sun it has always been um, the sun uh, it has always been the consistent description that sun illuminates the entire universe and today by the way i saw a video a news uh, um piece a news piece where it is said that the humans have created a probe a spaceship which has now touched the sun can you imagine they said they have touched the sun touch in the sense it has gone into the atmosphere of the sun and it has come in touch with the the they say the sun is not like a solid um, you know piece that earth is it is more of like this viscous material it's like a liquid you know binding itself to by its own gravity and then there is this fire fury um, you know elements that are being because of the fire you know when there are when there is fire there is some sparks there is some some small small particles which fly and then you know, sometimes you know touch our skin and we kind of little bit feel of feel like a burn so that's a small fire but imagine the sun so the fire must be like you know which is a fact i mean it's fiery it's very very fiery for us it's intolerable to tolerate that kind of things but they claim that they have sent the probe onto the sun and it is now in the inner atmosphere of the sun they claim many things and it is not burnt up it's still surviving and uh, it has touched the, the the you know those particles which fly off the surface of the sun it has touched those particles so it has touched the sun um now and they want us to believe that i mean millions of degrees where is the give me one item here one one uh, one uh, material here in this material world in, in on this earth that can withstand the temperature of the sun and these guys are saying they have reached the sun i mean it's just horrible i mean the kind of uh, and the news piece was actually kind of glorifying the whole thing oh wow the humans have for the first time touched the sun no one has to believe all this they think we are some i mean they are actually managing to fool a lot of people but come on sun is you know suramurti asheshati it is the the orbit of the sun is the entrance to the swargaloka heavenly realm and only people in the mode of goodness can go there and they have suitable bodies fiery bodies and there is civilization there is king and krishna said i spoke i was on the sun planet i spoke to the the king of the planet the most important person on the planet and that planet itself is the most important planet in the universe and krishna spoke to him krishna is saying <clears throat> and here there is they are saying the the put one uh, spaceship and they took it to sun and now there i mean look at that it has gone <laughs> it has gone into the sun's atmosphere it has gone in almost near the sun's surface and the particles from the sun's surface 
hit or touch that spacecraft and the spacecraft relayed the information back to earth that is the most uh, you know surprising thing <laughs> the, the the components it did not it did not melt it did not disintegrate it actually relayed the entire communication as it is to earth when i go a little bit out of coverage i lost i lose the signal i cannot call my friend on the phone and these people are communicating with something which has gone into the sun's atmosphere touched the sun's surface they are communicating still radio waves are going on full communication full full you know 4k 8k pictures are coming out and they want us to believe that i mean come on so anyway touchstone touchstone is a thing that is there so we may not have experience on this world but in the heavenly planets yes there is and in the spiritual planet of course there is kamadhenu uh, kaus you know they are also there in the heavenly planets and also in the spiritual world the spiritual world one uh, the ones in the spiritual world are way more superior than the ones even in the heavenly planets so so many things we do not know we we just you know think we know everything नानारत्न राशि होए चिंतामणि होयते तथापि हमणि राहे स्वरूप स्वरूपे अविकृते तथापि हमणि राहे स्वरूपे अविकृते ऑल्दो अ टचस्टोन प्रोड्यूसेस मेनी वैरायटीज ऑफ वैल्युएबल ज्वेल्स इट नेवरथेलेस रिमेंस द सेम इट डज नॉट चेंज इट्स ओरिजिनल फॉर्म इन फैक्ट नाउ लुक एट दिस नाउ ही आई मीन द कृष्णदास कवराज गोस्वामी राजा चेतन महाप्रभु is speaking to prakashananda saraswati and proving the mayavad philosophy falls with the example of a touchstone now a foolish person may say oh your touchstone example is false first of all there is no such thing as a touchstone huh? and you are giving it as an example to prove that the absolute truth is a fact you are trying to prove it is absolute truth by you know produce i mean giving an example of something which is absolutely false but you see chaitanya mahaprabhu is confidently putting that argument and there is no retort from the other side mayavadi club prakashanand saraswati is saying that oh uh, no touchstone why are you talking about touchstone that is there is something not correct there is no it, it, it is a, it is a fact at least the mayavadi is prakashanand saraswati they accepted these things hmm. प्राकृतवस्तुते यदि अचिंत्यशक्ति होय ईश्वरेर अचिंत्यशक्ति इथे की विस्मय इफ देयर इज सच इनकंसीवेबल पोटेंसी इन मटेरियल ऑब्जेक्ट्स व्हाई शुड वी नॉट बिलीव इन द इनकंसीवेबल पोटेंसी ऑफ द सुप्रीम पर्सनालिटी ऑफ गॉड नाउ ही इज प्रूविंग हिज पॉइंट थ्रू द एग्जांपल ऑफ अ टचस्टोन व्हिच इज कंसीडर्ड यू नो अ फिगमेंट ऑफ इमेजिनेशन बट सो ही सेइंग इफ a material object and chintamani that touchstone is a material thing not found on earth but other planets hmm. so if there is such inconceivable potency in material objects why should we not believe in the inconceivable potency of the supreme personality of godhead now of course when we are talking to people in this world now in this age they don't believe this example of a touchstone um, but we can give examples like you know a a a business owner he may op- he may have many businesses and he may he may start new businesses now each of those businesses does different products different services and all that 
there's so much transformation there's so much going on but he is not changing so practically he's like a touchstone uh, because whatever he's touching that thing is growing his this thing is growing this thing is growing um and but he's not changing so we can give that example you know because people won't believe the example of a touchstone uh, but those who have some intelligence uh, they may they will accept but many people are not so that's why shri prabhupad never used much the example of a touchstone um in in um, kind of um uh putting forward an argument against the maya or the philosophy mm. he 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 uh, put forward arguments which people can understand at this level at this age purport the argument of shri chaitanya mahaprabhu described in this verse can be very easily understood even by a common man if he simply thinks of the activities of the sun you see how this is another thing that uh, prabhupada ex- uh, explained the sun which has been giving off unlimited amounts of heat and light since time immemorial and yet has not even slightly decreased in power you see modern science believes that it is by sunshine that the entire cosmic manifestation is maintained and actually one can see how the actions and reactions of sunshine maintain through order throughout the universe actually yes the seasons the everything everything is based on the movements of the sun the growth of vegetables and even the rotation of the planets takes take place due to the heat and light of the sun sometimes therefore modern scientists modern scientists consider the sun to be the original cause of creation not knowing that the sun is only a medium for it is also created by the supreme energy of the supreme personality of godhead aside from the sunshine and the touchstone there are many other material things that transform their energy in different ways and yet remain as they are like father father is also produces children but he produces children on one side and then he he builds a house for himself he builds companies so the company is a different energy each company is a different energy and the sons are different energy the daughters are different energy uh, the wife is different energy the home is different energy it's, it's all expansion of his energies his empire but he is still the same person he, he did not change so from this we can understand so aside from the sun and the touchstone there are many other material things that transform their energy in different ways and yet remain as they are it is not necessary therefore for the original cause the supreme personality of god had to change due to the changes or transformations of his different energies the falsity of shri pad shankaracharya's explanation of vivartavad and parinamvad has been detected by the vaishnava acharyas especially jiva goswami whose opinion is that actually shankara did not understand the vedanta sutra <laughs> what a bold statement now hindus generally consider shankaracharya adi shankaracharya to be the father of hinduism now jiva goswami is boldly saying that shankara did not understand the vedanta sutra in shankara's explanation or rather actually shankara knew but of course he he played the part with him just like arjuna as if he did not understand and then he asked questions to you know krishna but actually honestly he understood it was just the lord's plan so similarly he was acting on lord's plan so in shankara in shankara's explanation of one sutra anandamayo bhyasat he has interpreted the ethics mayat mayat with such word jugglery that this very explanation proves that he had little knowledge of the vedanta sutra but simply wanted to support his impersonalism 
through the aphorisms of the Vedanta philosophy. Interesting. Actually, however, he failed to do so because he could not put forward strong arguments. In this connection, Srila Jiva Goswami cites the phrase Brahma Pucham Pratishtha, Taitri Upanishad 2.5. Look at, look at those citations from what corners of Vedic literatures they come up with these you know, arguments. So, Jiva Goswami cites the phrase Brahma Pucham Pratishtha from Taitri Upanishad 2.5, which gives Vedic evidence that Brahman is the origin of everything. Brahmanohi Pratishtaham, Krishna also says in the Bhagavad Gita 14.27. In explaining this verse, Sripad Shankaracharya interpreted various Sanskrit words in such a way that he implied, according to Jiva Goswami, that Vyasadeva had very little knowledge of higher logic. To say that Vyasadeva had very little knowledge of higher logic, what kind of offensive statement is that? Even Vivekananda said that. Vivekananda was saying, Oh, Vyasadev was not very intelligent. He was, he was a fool. He said like that. But whoever says like that is actually a fool. Such unscrupulous deviation from the real meaning of the Vedanta Sutra has created a class of men who by word jugglery try to derive various indirect meanings from the Vedic literatures, especially the Bhagavad Gita. One of them has even explained that the word Kurukshetra refers to the body. Prabhupada keeps on pointing to this man, Gandhi actually. Such interpretations imply, however, that neither Lord Krishna nor Vyasadev had a proper sense of word usage. You see, such interpretations imply, however, that neither Lord Krishna nor Vyasadev had a proper sense of word usage or etymological adjustment. <coughs> They lead one to assume that since Lord Krishna could not personally sense the meaning of what he was speaking and Vyasadeva did not know the meaning of what he was writing, Lord Krishna left his book to be explained later by the Mayavadis. You see? So, when they interpret something, it's like, it is, it, it tantamounts to saying um, that Krishna did not know how to explain himself and Vyasadeva did not know how to explain what Krishna said and it is incomplete and with our interpretations, it will be complete. And everybody can complete it in their own way, in their with their own interpretations. It is just like a, uh, a facility for us to take our own meaning out of it. This is rubbish and rascaldom. This is actually ruining the entire religious um, scene. And therefore, religion as it is has become irrelevant. Because if you take the meanings as they are, there is so much scientific fact in that, in them. But when you start to imagine things, then everything is left for imagination and it's no more like a science. It's just, you know, my philosophy, your philosophy, whatever you believe, whatever I believe, whatever anybody believes. So, you, you, you believe whatever you want, but this is science. So, religion and science became two separate things now. But this so-called religion which is separate from science, that is not religion. The real religion is actually science. It is the science. In fact, science without religion is not science. Because what can what can we understand without understanding God? Who is the origin of everything that we are trying to understand? Hmm. So if we if we remove that connection in our heads, the connection can never be, never be removed. But if we think that there is no connection, we are fools number one. What kind of nonsense scientists we are? Rascals of the first order. So that is what is going on in the name of science. 
but actually those who study the vedic literature and take them as they are they will have proper science and they can defeat any so called scientists so this has created a big because of because of shankaracharya's you know um, nonsense philosophy the whole world is now religion is something which is you know it's just a personal choice it's an option it's it's your own thing you know there's nothing connected with real matter of fact kind of you know in fact it is an it, it is a troublesome issue to deal with sensitive issue to deal with nowadays that is what it has become it's a, it has become religion has become a burden there are many people who think you know if only there was no religion we would all be united you know like you know now because of one strong religious um, you know fanaticism they will have one kind of view and they don't agree to the you know science they don't agree to this and then and then this religion fighting with this religion that religion fighting with this religion and they having arguments and fightings and you know wars so and riots and then governments you know the international you know peacekeeping missions have to be done to you know combat these religious fights uh, terrorism is going on in the name of religion i mean so religion has gotten a very very bad name because all credits to shankaracharya and such um, i mean even buddhism is also kali yuga actually this is kali yuga this is the influence of kali yuga um, religion is just considered as some kind of a personal faith it doesn't matter what you believe because it has nothing to do with science so everybody can keep their beliefs whatever your belief is and you know try to be just tolerate the other belief and other other faiths this is the kind of so called um interfaith dialogue that people are having oh i will go to the mosque or oh, they will come to the temple and they, we will all go to the church and you know just like you know like very very superficial nonsense you have to understand the core of religion is one that is to understand god and understand god means understand everything and we have to follow people don't even accept it as a, even those who are religionists so called religionists they don't accept it as a, accept it as a science and they don't follow the rules that set forth there so they are not themselves following many 99% of them and even if they follow they just lip service huh? they are actually interested in material life so you know it, it's it's a very uh, pathetic condition right now so that needs to be changed so we have to ex- we have to ex- um, present krishna consciousness as the supreme religion in fact as a summum bonum of all religious systems and the supreme science at the same time so such interpretations imply however that neither lord krishna nor vyasadev had a proper sense of word usage or etymological adjustment they lead one to assume that since lord krishna could not personally sense the meaning of what he was speaking which means that krishna is mental case and vyasadev did not know the meaning of what he was writing another mental case lord krishna left his book to be explained later by mayavadis so mayavadis just by interpreting the words of scripture they are committing offense they are they are implying that krishna has no brain to explain i am the one to explain further you know this is what they think and the nonsense explanations are such interpretations merely prove however that their proponents have very little philosophical sense so when we try to play boxing match with the mountain 
you know what can we do what, what will happen to the mountain nothing will happen so it will only prove our foolishness and our hands will be gone we've broken everything so they are trying to contend with the supreme lord and trying to you know cast some light onto the sun explaining explaining the sun we thought we thought like look at this part of the sun look at that part you know uh, what is the use of your torchlight in front in front of the sun this is what they do instead of wasting one's time falsely deriving such indirect meanings from the vedanta sutra okay just before we go there the torchlight and the sun example right if one takes the knowledge of krishna as it is this is the kind of knowledge he will have gyanena tu tad agnyanam yesham nashitam atmanah tesham aditya vagnyanam prakashayati tat param when however one is enlightened with the knowledge by which nations is destroyed then his knowledge reveals everything as the sun lights up everything in the data so krishna's knowledge is like the sun there's no need of useless torchlights in front of the sun hmm. <clears throat> but in the darkness the torchlight appears to be a great tool in the daytime it is a useless piece of equipment so <clears throat> these people mayavadis they keep people in the dark and they want to be known as this beacons of light i am sh- shining the light and removing the darkness but when the sun comes up they will be proving to be absolute useless people with this so called beacons of light so that's that's how the vaishnava acharya he presents the sun like knowledge of krishna krishna surya sama mm. and all this andhkar will be gone and then the mayavadis automatically will look foolish instead of wasting one's time falsely deriving such indirect meanings from the vedanta sutra and other vedic literatures one should accept the words of these books as they are in presenting bhagavad gita as it is therefore we have not changed the meaning of the original words similarly if one studies the vedanta sutra as it is without whimsical and capricious adulteration one can easily one can understand the vedanta sutra very easily uh, shri vyasadev therefore explains the vedanta sutra beginning from the uh, first ver- first sutra janmadyasya yataha in his shrimad bhagavatam janmadyasya yaton vayadat itaratashchartesha vignah swarat i meditate upon him lord shri krishna the transcendent reality who is the primeval cause of all causes and uh, from whom all ma- manifested universes arise in whom they dwell and by whom they are destroyed i meditate upon that eternally effulgent lord who is directly and indirectly conscious of all manifestations and yet is fully independent now here itself is the answer against the vivartavad now janmadiyasya yataha the absolute truth is the cause or cause of birth of everything else now if you just study that line in the vedanta sutra first aphorism janma you you try to understand any janma if you look at any janma in this world 
the father and mother are still existing hmm. the father is still existing when the son is there so if from the absolute truth everything emanates or everything takes birth janma adi um that means he is like the father of everything everyone so everything that comes out of him is a by product it's not a transformation hmm and it independently exists just like uh, like the son independently exists of his father hmm. <clears throat> but for independent means uh, not completely independent he is a separate entity with his own will with his own free will you know that's what we mean by independence there is a free will whereas an object has no independence it's completely dependent on how um, i would move it for example so or even if you see the the infants they practically have no independence you know <laughs> the the parents just you know if they're making noise they just carry them out of the out of the room you know they cannot decide anything practically almost so um, but as they you know develop their consciousness and they become independent but actually they are independent is just time in time they will you know manifest themselves as independent uh, uh, souls from the father so janmaadi asse yataha if you see like that the the vivartavad is is gone because if if the absolute truth is bring uh, is giving birth to these different manifestations how are they all the absolute truth now how is the son father the son is not father son is a by product of the father hmm. so krishna's energies are his by products not him so this is the direct meaning if, if they try to you know explain in a convoluted way that is another thing no, cheating the supreme personality of godhead knows very well how to do everything perfectly he is abhignya always fully conscious the lord therefore says in the bhagavad gita 7.26 that he knows everything past present and future but that no one but a devotee knows him as he is therefore the absolute truth the personality of godhead is at least partially understood by devotees of the lord but the mayavadi philosophers who unnecessarily speculate to understand the absolute truth simply waste their time so of course we can never know the lord completely um the lord himself says i myself cannot know myself what to speak of others knowing me i cannot know myself completely he says that in the 10th canto you know when he was speaking to king muchukunda he explains this 105136 shri bhagavan uvacha janma karma abhidhanani सी मेंगसहस्रश न शक्यंते नुसंख्या अनंतवान्मयाप्रीम लॉर्ड सेट मै डियर फ्रेंड आई हेव टेकन थाउजेंड्स ऑफ बर्ड्स लिव्ड थाउजेंड्स ऑफ लाइव्स एंड एक्सेप्टेड थाउजेंड्स ऑफ नेम्स इन फैक्ट माई बर्ड्स एक्टिविटीज एंड नेम्स आर लिमिटलेस एंड दस इवन आई कैनॉट काउंट दम क्वचि रजांस विमे पार्थिवान्युजन्म गुणकर्माभिधानिकर्मा 
ಹೀರೋಲ್ಸೋಪನ್ನಾನ್ಮಕರ್ಮಿ ಮೇ ನೃಪ ಅನುಕ್ರಮಂತೋ ನೈವಾಂತ ಗಂತಿ ಪರಮರ್ಶಯ ಓ ಕಿಂಗ್ ದ ಗ್ರೇಟೆಸ್ಟ್ ಸ್ಟೇಜಸ್ ಎನ್ಯೂಮರೇಟ್ ಮೈ ಬರ್ಡ್ಸ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಆಕ್ಟಿವಿಟೀಸ್ ವಿಚ್ ಟೇಕ್ ಪ್ಲೇಸ್ ಥ್ರೂ ಔಟ್ ದ ತ್ರೀ ಫೇಸಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಟೈಮ್ ಬಟ್ ನೆವರ್ ಡೂ ದ ರೀಚ್ ದಿ ಎಂಡ್ ಆಫ್ ದೆಮ್ ಸೊ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಸೇಜ್ ಜನ್ಮಕರ್ಮ ಸಮೇ ದಿವ್ಯಂ ಯೋವತಿ ತತ್ವತ ಅತ್ಯಕ್ವಾದೇಹಂ ಪುನರ್ಜನ್ಮನ ಮಾಮೇದು ಸೋರ್ಜುನ ಓ ಯು ನೋ ಮೈ ಟ್ರಾನ್ಸ್ಡೆಂಟಲ್ ನೇಚರ್ ಆಫ್ ಬರ್ತ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಆಕ್ಟಿವಿಟೀಸ್ ಯು ವಿಲ್ ಆಲ್ಸೋ ಕಮ್ ಬ್ಯಾಕ್ ಟು ಮೇ ಅರೆ ಹೂ ಕ್ಯಾನ್ ನೋ ದೀಸ್ ಟ್ರಾನ್ಸ್ಡೆಂಟಲ್ ಬರ್ತ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಆಕ್ಟಿವಿಟೀಸ್ ನಾ ಇವನ್ ಎ ಡಿವೋಟಿ ಇಸ್ ನಾಟ್ ಕಂಪ್ಲೀಟ್ಲಿ ನೋ ಎವ್ರಿಥಿಂಗ್ ಅಬೌಟ್ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಇನ್ಫ್ಯಾಕ್ಟ್ ಇಸ್ ಆಲ್ವೇಸ್ ಬಿಲ್ಡೆಡ್ ಆಲ್ಸೋ ಬಟ್ ಈಸ್ ಬಿಲ್ಡೆಡ್ ಬೈ ಯೋಗಮಾಯ ಲೈಕ್ ಯಶೋಧ ಆರ್ ಯು ನೋ ದ ಗೋಪೀಸ್ ದ ಗೋ ದ ಗೋಪಾಸ್ ಆಲ್ ಆಫ್ ದಮ್ ನೌ ಆಲ್ದೋ ದಟ್ ಇಸ್ ಅ ಫ್ಯಾಕ್ಟ್ ಬಟ್ ಹೀ ಕೆ ನಾಟ್ ಹೈಡ್ ಫ್ರಮ್ ದಮ್ ವೆರ್ ಎವರ್ ಹಿ ಟ್ರೈಸ್ ಟು ಹೈಡ್ ಲೈಕ್ ಹೀ ಸೇಸ್ ನಾಮ್ ಪ್ರಕಾಶ ಸರ್ವಸ್ ಯು ನೋ ದ ಡಿವೋಟೀಸ್ ಇಟ್ ಡಸನ್ ವರ್ಕ್ ಫಾರ್ ವಿತ್ ದ ಡಿವೋಟೀಸ್ ಡಿವೋಟೀಸ್ ವಿಲ್ ಫೈಂಡ್ ಇಮ್ ಔಟ್ ಸೊ ಆಫ್ ಕೋರ್ಸ್ ದಟ್ ಇಸ್ ಆಲ್ಸೋ ದೇರ್ ಇಫ್ ಐ ಕ್ಯಾನ್ ಶೋ ಯು ದಟ್ ಪಾರ್ಟ್ ಉಲ್ಲಂಘಿತ್ರಿವಿಧ ಸೀಮ ಸಮಾಧಿಶಾಯಿ ಸಂಭಾವನಪವರಿವ್ರಧಿಮಸ್ವಭಾವ ಮಾಯಾಬಲೇನ ಭವತಾಪಿಗುಹ್ಯಮಾನ ಪಶ್ಯಂತಿ ಕೇಚಿದನಿಶಂವದನನ್ಯಭಾವ ಸೊ ಉಲ್ಲಂಘಿತ್ರಿವಿಧ ಸೀಮ ಸಮಾತಿಶಾಯಿ ಮೈ ಓ ಮೈ ಲಾಡ್ ಎವ್ರಿಥಿಂಗ್ ವಿದಿನ್ ಮೆಟೀರಿಯಲ್ ನೇಚರ್ ಇಸ್ ಲಿಮಿಟೆಡ್ ಬೈ ಟೈಮ್ ಸ್ಪೇಸ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಥಾಟ್ your characteristics however being unequal and unsurpassed are always transcendental to such limitations you sometimes cover such characteristics by your own energy but nevertheless your unalloyed devotees are always able to see you under all circumstances by yamunacharya stotra ratna so going back all the way um the mayavadis unnecessarily speculate to understand the absolute truth and the waste their time what's the time 9 o'clock pranavase mahavakya vedera nidan ishvara swarupa pranava sarva vishvatham the vedic sound vibration omkara the principal word in the vedic literatures is the basic basis of all vedic vibrations therefore one should accept omkara as the sound representation of the supreme personality of godhead and the reservoir of the cosmic manifestation wow this is huge purport and yeah this is the argument that om is actually the primary word in the vedas but the mayavadis don't give much preference to om they give mahavakya the great sentence in the vedic literature is tatvamasi you know they say that is the more important <clears throat> but actually it's only a partial explanation so this is the these two verses are actually saying that point So let's read the purport. It's uh, quite detailed. In Bhagavad Gita 8.13, the glories of Omkara are described as follows. Omityekaksharam brahma vyaharan mamanusmaranya prajatitya chandeham sayati paramangatim. Let's go there. 8.13. After being situated in this yoga practice and vibrating the sacred syllable Om, the supreme combination of letters, 
if one thinks of the supreme personality of godhead and quits his body he will certainly reach the spiritual planets if we chant om and die thinking of the supreme personality of godhead will reach the supreme planets so the hari krishna mantra is non different from om uh, and it is more personal than om om is usually uttered by you know it, people you know they are interpreting their own way again they say om has more than 700 meanings rascals so om is actually the uh, pranava sarva vedeshu is a representation of krishna now going back this verse indicates that omkara or pranava is a direct representation of the supreme personality of godhead therefore if at the time of death one simply remembers omkara he remembers the supreme personality of godhead and is therefore immediately transferred to the spiritual world omkara is the basic principle of all vedic mantras for it is a representation of lord krishna understanding of whom is the ultimate goal of the vedas as stated in bhagavad gita vedaishya sarvairahameva vedyah bhagavad gita 15.15 mayavadi philosophers cannot understand these simple facts explained in the bhagavad gita and yet they are very proud of being vedantis sometimes therefore we refer to the vedanti philosophers as vidantis those who have no teeth we means without and danti means processing teeth so vidanti these statements of the shankar philosophy which are the teeth of the mayavadi philosopher are always broken by the strong arguments of vaishnava philosophers such as the great acharyas especially ramanuja acharya shripad ramanuja acharya and madhvacharya break the teeth of the mayavadi philosophers who can therefore be called vidantis toothless <laughs> they receive these philosophical punches in their faces you know the teeth broken and all these arguments of the vedanta philosophy of this mayavadis um are like the teeth and the vaishnava acharyas punch their teeth you know <coughs> very nice example toothless as mentioned above the transcendental vibration omkara is explained in the bhagavad gita chapter 8 verse 13 uh, om ityeksha om ityekaksharam brahma vyaharan ma manusmaran yah prayati tyajan deham sayati paramam gatim after being situated in this yoga practice and vibrating the sacred syllable om the supreme combination of letters if one thinks of the supreme personality of godhead and quits his body he will certainly reach the spiritual planets if one actually understands that omkara is a sound representation of the Uh, supreme personality of godhead whether he chants omkar or the hare krishna mantra the result is certainly the same the transcendental vibration of omkar is further explained in the bhagavad gita chapter 9 verse 17 pitahamasya jagato mata dhata pitamaha vedyam pavitram omkar riksamaya juravacha I am the father of this universe the mother the support and the grandsire I am the object of knowledge the purifier and the syllable om um i am also the rig sama and the yajurvedas yeah, radhika sakimanji is saying spiritual boxing makes mayavadi toothless yeah similarly the transcendental sound om is further explained in the bhagavad gita chapter 17 verse 23 ओम तत्सदिति निर्देशो ब्रह्मणस्त्रिविध स्मृतः ब्राह्मणास्तेन वेदाश्च यज्ञाश्च विहिताः पुरा 
from the beginning of creation the three syllables om tat sat have been used to indicate the supreme absolute truth brahman they were uttered by brahmanas while chanting vedic hymns and during sacrifices for the satisfaction of the supreme om tat sat throughout all the vedic literatures the glories of omkar are, are specifically mentioned shri jiva goswami in his thesis Bhagavat Sandarbha says that in the Vedic literature Omkar is considered to be the sound vibration of the holy name of the supreme personality personality of God only this vibration of transcendental sound can deliver a conditioned soul from the clutches of maya sometimes omkar is also called the deliverer tara shrimad bhagavatam begins with the omkar vibration om namo bhagavate vasudevaya therefore omkar has been described <coughs> by the great commentator Shridhar Swami as Tarankura the seed of deliverance from the material world Tarankura since the supreme god had is absolute his holy name and his sound vibration uh, omkar are as good as himself chaitanya mahaprabhu says that the holy name or omkar the transcendental representation of the supreme personality of godhead has all the potencies of the personality of godhead nam nam akari bahudhani jasarva shaktis tatrarpitani amita smaranena kala all the potencies are invested in the holy vibration of the holy name of the lord there is no doubt that the holy there is no doubt that the holy name of the lord or omkara is the supreme personality of godhead himself in other words anyone who chants omkar and the holy name of the lord hari krishna immediately meets the supreme lord directly in his sound form in the narada pancharatra it is clearly stated that the supreme personality of godhead narayana personally appears before the chanter who engages in chanting the ashtakshara or the eight syllable mantra om namo narayanaya interesting so the narada pancharatra and uh, I think there is a verse in the Srimad Bhagavatam uh, 6 16 Srimad Bhagavatam 6 16 51 Yeah Aham Vaisarvabhutani Bhutatma Bhutabhavanah Shabda Brahma Param Brahma Mamo bhe shashvati tanu All living entities moving and non-moving are my expansions and are separate from me I am the super soul of all living beings who exist because I manifest them I am the uh, form of the transcendental vibrations like omkar and hare krishna hare ram this is called shabda brahma and I am the supreme absolute truth these two forms of mine namely the transcendental sound and the eternally blissful spiritual form of the deity are my eternal forms they are not material so the sound apparently is vibrated in this material sky but it's not material sound because it is his representation and similarly the deity may look like you know sound is one of the elements earth is one of the elements the stone is from the earth and sound is in the ether um so both of them are elements of this of this material world so he can exist in all kinds of ways granthavatar shabdavatar um uh, you know archavatar uh, even painting uh, he can exist as a painting so he can manifest himself in any way 
So here he is saying that the sound and the deity are my eternal forms, they are not material. It is not different from them. So it is a very important verse. Actually, if you go... A similar statement in the Mandukya Upanishad declares that whatever one sees in the spiritual world is all an expansion of the spiritual potency of Omkar. On the basis of all the Upanishads, Srila Jiva Goswami says that Omkar is the supreme absolute truth and is accepted as such by all the Acharyas and authorities. Omkar is beginningless, changeless, and uh, supreme and free from deterioration and external contamination. This is same as Purno Siddho Nitya Mukto. Abhinnatvan nama naminoho nama chintamani krishna krishna's chaitanya rasavigraha purno shuddho nitya mukto abhinnatvan nama naminoho so similarly this is beginningless changeless supreme and free from deterioration and external contamination omkar is the origin middle and end of everything and any living entity who does understands omkara attains the perfection of spiritual identity in omkara now is Hare Krishna Mahamantra, the Bhagavad Gita, the Vedas are all expansions from the Omkara. Omkara being situated in everyone's heart is Ishvara. Omkara is the origin, middle and end of everything and any living entity who does understands Omkara attains the perfection of spiritual identity in Omkara. Omkar being situated in everyone's heart is Ishvara, the Supreme Personality of Godhead as confirmed in the Bhagavad Gita. Ishvara Sarvabhutanam Hriddesher Junatishthati Omkar is as good as Vishnu because Omkar is as all-pervasive as Vishnu. One who knows Omkar and Lord Vishnu to be identical no longer has to lament or hanker. One who chants Omkar no longer remains a Shudra but immediately comes to the position of a Brahmana. Simply by chanting Omkar one can understand the whole creation to be one unit or an expansion of the energy of the Supreme Lord. Idam Hivishvam Bhagavan Ivetaro Yato Jagatsthana Nirodha Sambhavaha This is 1520. I just mentioned that. The Supreme Person- Lord, Personality of Godhead is Himself this cosmos um, and still He is aloof from it. From Him only this cosmos, cosmic manifestation has emanated and Him it rests and unto Him it enters after annihilation. Although one who does not understand concludes otherwise, Srimad Bhagavatam states that the entire cosmic manifestation is but an expansion of the energy of the Supreme Lord. Realization of this is possible only by simply by chanting the holy name of the Lord Omkar. One should not, however, foolishly conclude that because the Supreme Personality of Godhead is omnipotent, we have manufactured a combination of letters A, U and Ma to represent Him. Factually, the transcendental sound Omkar Although uh, a combination of the three letters A, U and Ma has transcendental potency and one who chants Omkar will very soon realize Omkar and Lord Vishnu to be non-different. 
Krishna declares, Pranavah Sarvavedeshu, I am the syllable Om in the Vedic Mantras, 7.8 Bhagavad Gita. One should therefore conclude that among the many incarnations of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Omkar is the sound incarnation. All the Vedas accept this thesis. One should always remember that the holy name of the Lord and the Lord Himself are always identical. Since Omkar is the basic principle of all Vedic knowledge, it is uttered before one begins to chant any Vedic hymn. Without Omkar, no Vedic mantra is successful. The Goswamis therefore declare that Pranava Omkar is the complete representation of the Supreme Personality of Godhead and they have analyzed Omkar in terms of its alphabetical constituents as follows. Akarenochyate Krishnaha Sarvalokaika Nayakaha Ukarenochyate Radha Makaro Jeevavachakaha This is a beautiful verse. I was always thinking it was explanation but there is a verse for this. Uh, the Goswamis therefore declare that the uh, Omkar is they analyze Omkar like this Akarenochyate Krishnaha Sarvalokaika Nayakaha Ukarenochyate Radha Makaro Jeevavachakaha Omkar is a combination of the letters A, U and Ma Akarenochyate Krishnaha the letter A Akara refers to the refers to Krishna, who is Sarvalokaika Nayaka, the master of all living entities and planets, material and spiritual. Nayaka means leader. He is the supreme leader, Nityonithyanam Chaitanas Chaitanam. The letter U, Ukara, indicates Srimati Radharani, the pleasure potency of Krishna, and Ma, Makara, indicates the living entities, Jivas. Thus, Om is the complete combination of Krishna, his potency and his eternal servitors. In other words, Omkar represents Krishna, his name, fame, pastimes, entourage, expansions, devotees, potencies and everything else pertaining to him. As Chaitanya Mahaprabhu states in the present verse of Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita, Sarva Vishwadham, Omkar is the resting place of everything, just as Krishna is the resting place of everything. Brahmano hi pratishtham. very interesting actually if you if you notice in the sound ah the word the the sound ah is the is the beginning of the alphabet and that is the pure sound i mean the origin of all sounds ah ah is the origin of all other sounds i have explained this in very great extent in the shloka learning course video number 2 which is the science of the Sanskrit alphabet. If you really know that science, which I have explained in that video, it is just amazing how the Sanskrit alphabets are constructed based on the scientific, I mean, the the structure of the human um, uh, voice instrument. And how A is the beginning of all sounds. Every other sound is a transformation of the A by movement of the mouth. The original sound is A. So in that way, Krishna is the origin of everything. Akarenochyate Krishna Sarvalokaika Nayaka. So in that way, okay, here is the link. We will also leave it in the description of the YouTube video after it is posted as a, you know, after this live. 
so this is the thing the science of sanskrit alphabet and pronunciation it is just beautifully you you have to go through this this is um is the most scientific alphabets um after after knowing the science of this the sanskrit alphabet english alphabets they sound foolish just a to z they sound absolutely foolish you may say what how a to z can sound foolish yes it will sound foolish once you know the science of the sanskrit alphabet how much logic there is the order of alphabets this is beautiful so a o and m interesting so i was just thinking about it i need to think more deeply on that so after some time <clears throat> but it's interesting like how a means krishna so i can relate to in this way that in all sounds the a is the origin of all sounds hmm. but u and m you know m is the end of all the sounds um how to say <laughs> in the alphabets the all the the labials the labials are the the sound which is closed by the mouth the lips and among them the last is ma so anyway i i don't know how to like you know but anyway the verse is here this verse is here this is so interesting and how radharani is u transformation i mean she is the energy potency of the lord so actually every other letter every other alphabets is is expansion of the a only if you really understand the sanskrit alphabet as you see in the video you will understand that every other alphabet every other alphabet of the sanskrit alphabets or any sound that we may make is an expansion of the a so that's interesting there so sarva vishvadham omkar is resting place of everything just as krishna is resting place of everything brahmano hi pratishtham the mayavadi this brahmano hi pratishtham if you know is 14.27 bhagavad gita the mayavadi philosophers consider many vedic mantras to be the mahavakya or principal vedic mantra such as tattvamasi chandogya upanishad 6.8.7 idam sarvam yadayam atma and brahmedam sarvam in brahadaranyaka upanishad 2.5.1 atmai vedam sarvam chandogya upanishad 7.25.2 and neha nanasti kinchana katha upanishad 2.11 that is a great mistake only omkara is the mahavakya all these other mantras that the mayavadis accept as the mahavakya are only incidental they cannot be taken as the mahavakya or mahamantra the mantra tattvamasi indicates only a partial understanding of the vedas unlike omkara which represents the full understanding of the vedas and this will be explained in the next verse therefore the transcendental sound that includes all vedic knowledge is omkara pranava you see how the vaishnava acharya how detailed explanation of why not just saying that no 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 omkara is you know mahavakya not not tattvamasi just like a party spirit or oh, no you are not right i am right like childish no they are explaining with logic Hmm. why it is so and <laughs> the mayavadis cannot stand cannot cannot stand any argument of, from the authentic vaishnava acharyas aside from omkar none of the words uttered by the followers of shankaracharya can be considered mahavakya they are merely passing remarks they are merely passing remarks 
interesting yeah shankaracharya however has never stressed chanting of the mahavakya omkara he has only he has accepted only tatvamasi as the mahavakya imagining the living entity to be god he has misrepresented all the mantras of the vedanta sutra with the motive of proving that there is no separate existence of the living entities and the supreme absolute truth this is similar to the politician's attempt to prove non violence from the bhagavad gita who is the politician here <laughs> not a politician the politician he is referring to a particular politician gandhi <laughs> he did not mention by name <laughs> this is similar to the politician's attempt to prove non violence from the bhagavad gita krishna is violent to demons vinashaya dushkritam i will destroy the demons he said <coughs> and the whole thing was on a battlefield which was meant for imminent destruction well after the bhagavad gita krishna arjuna wanted peace but bhagavad gita was spoken to make arjuna commit violence and here is a hero coming out with the non violence uh, uh, is thing from the bhagavad gita now violence is necessary when it is when it's to be employed it has to be employed hmm. like the police many times give an example if he is compassionate with the thief never mind you know he is he raped two women and never mind no let him rape some more you know after all he is not happy that's why he is you know going around raping let him be happy what kind of nonsense police is this what kind of nonsense uh, i mean judicial system is this uh, he has to be violence he has to be punished and we say oh beating is not good he needs beating uh, so <coughs> violence is necessary when it is necessary it cannot be avoided it's not that every time it should be only violent but when it is necessary it has to be used so non violence is not our principle vegetarianism is not our principle all these are incidental that we are vegetarians so it is because krishna wants there is no merit in being vegetarian the only merit is to follow krishna's instruction whatever he says now incidentally if we follow without knowing that it is his instruction you know there is some advantage but it means nothing if we don't take to actual krishna consciousness which is the ultimate aim of all piety it is useless so ahimsa also uh, without reference to god some you know ahimsa on its own has is nonsense so um this is similar to the politicians the politicians attempt to prove non violence from bhagavad gita krishna is violent to demons and to attempt to prove that krishna is not violent is ultimately to deny krishna wow this is super statement by preaching non violence from bhagavad gita as the supreme tenet he is denying krishna wow as such explanations of the bhagavad gita are absurd so also is shankaracharya's explanation of the vedanta sutra and no sane and reasonable man will accept it at present however the vedanta sutra is misrepresented not only by the so called vedantis but also by other unscrupulous persons who are so degraded that even they even recommend that sanyasis eat meat fish and eggs this is the ramakrishna mission hmm at least prakashananda saraswati and his uh, party they didn't they were not as fallen the, the, here sanyasis 
అడుగున ఆర్డినరీ హౌస్లో సన్యాసీస్ ఈట్ మీట్ ఫిష్ అండ్ ఎగ్స్ దిస్ ఇస్ ద రామకృష్ణ మిషన్ ఇన్ దిస్ వే ద సో కాల్ ఫాలోవర్స్ ఆఫ్ శంకర ద ఇంపర్సనలిస్ట్ మాయవాదీస్ ఆర్ సింకింగ్ లోవర్ అండ్ లోవర్ హౌ కెన్ దిస్ డిగ్రేడెడ్ మ్యాన్ ఎక్స్ప్లెయిన్ ద వేదాంత సూత్ర విచ్ ఇస్ ద ఎసెన్స్ ఆఫ్ ఆల్ వేదిక్ నాలెడ్జ్ లిటరేచర్ జస్ట్ లైక్ యు నో టు గో టు ద హయర్ ప్లానెట్స్ యూ నీడ్ టు బీ ఇన్ ద మోడ్ ఆఫ్ గుడ్నెస్ similarly to enter into the understanding of these vedic literatures the, especially the sattvic puranas and the sattvic vedic literature one has to come to the mode of goodness then only you can understand bhagavatam bhagavad gita and vedanta sutra and all these things is not meant for people in the mode of ignorance they cannot enter into the understanding just as they cannot enter into those planets of the uh, pious they cannot enter into all these realms that are in the mode of goodness they cannot enter these realms so so this is how we have to understand so people are blocked by the modes of material nature you know they have to come to the mode of goodness and then they can enter into everything that is in the mode of goodness and how they will come into the come to the mode of goodness they have to associate with those who are in the mode of goodness then they will be understand they will be able to understand things that are in the mode of goodness otherwise for them it is like hey, it doesn't make sense you know that's why it doesn't make sense to them so just like uh, even other planets it is not by anything else that we are um, blocked or just because you know um, like there are many like arjuna he was on earth but he went to the heavenly planets um, there are other instances where people went to even even uh, brahmaloka like indradyumna king indradyumna he constructed the jagannath temple and he went to brahmaloka to invite brahma for the consecration ceremony and of course the story goes in a you know different way but you know that interplanetary travel was there he has an earthly body but he he was able to sustain himself on, on the brahma planet how and because he was in the mode of goodness otherwise they cannot enter those planets it is not this external suits or all this no 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 one has to be completely in the mode of goodness hmm. so similarly the understanding of these literatures also needs mode of goodness that's why that's why only brahmanas were taught these vedic knowledge vedanta sutra knowledge it is not a question of later on it became something else oh we only are entitled to read the vedas you cannot shudra yuga no this is because only people in the mode of goodness can attend so brahmanas are supposed to be in the mode of goodness and therefore it is mentioned it is taught to the brahmanas not that my birth right i am now brahmana and only i have uh, you know uh, what is it called authority on the, over the vedas and nobody can uh, nobody else can touch the vedas that is rubbish and that's why he, he himself did not understand the conclusion of vedas not a conclusion even the beginning lesson of the vedas that we are not the body we are not this you know the pandita samadarshana brahmana or swapaka the, the brahmana or the chandal the dog eater although materially distinct by their by their influence of the modes but spiritually they are one so to make to to elevate those who are in the lower modes to the higher modes that is the business of a brahmana but if i if he thinks that he himself has the privilege over the vedas <coughs> and the prerogative over the vedas and others cannot touch it he has the pride then he is first of all he doesn't even understand the basic lesson of spiritual life so much pride so 
so he himself does not have access to the vedas although he may ta- capture the book i mean hand or hold the book in his hand he has no enter, uh, no power to enter into the understanding that's why it is said nivritta tarshai rupagiyamanat bhavaushadachrotram manobhiramat ka uttama shloka gunanuvadat puman virajyeta vinapashughnat glorification of the supreme personality of god it is performed in the parampara system that is it is conveyed from spiritual master to disciple such glorification is relished by those no longer interested in the false temporary glorification of this cosmic manifestation descriptions of the lord are the right medicine for the conditioned soul undergoing repeated birth and death therefore who will cease hearing such glorification of the lord except a butcher or one who is killing his own self so of course the soul cannot be killed what does it mean this atmahana atmaha that means you know he is extinguishing his spiritual potencies by covering himself up with these layers of mode of ignorance you know you know that dhumena virate vahnir yatha darsho malena cha yathol bena avrato garbhas tatha te nedam avritam so verse 3.38 so the lust covers lust means it is you know avritam gyanam so our our knowledge our gyanino nityavairina we are actually the spirit soul is full of knowledge but it is covered with these layers of ignorance and the mode of ignorance is the is the thickest cover of you know covering so our real nature is almost extinguished as, as if we have committed suicide but of course from there we can be elevated but you know it's it's basically uh, suicidal so this so this killing his own self atmaha means or uh, pashughnat means a butcher who kills others and that is also in the mode of ignorance the sinful reactions will make one plummet to the mode of ignorance and you know if he is generally not interested in this uh, spiritual life then he is also in the mode of ignorance because there are five stages of ignorance right um, what is that all of them are basically ignorance so they extinguish the real knowledge uh, knowledgeable living entity so we have to come to the mode of goodness then our real re- we will be as close to our spiritual nature as possible while being in this material body as long as we are not liberated if we are liberated even in this material body we can be completely above the three modes but as long as we are not there mode of goodness is the closest and there from there we can actually ascend on to shuddha sattva or vasudeva sthiti which is the fourth or turiya guna the fourth quality which is which is shuddha sattva without any contamination of the modes of passion and ignorance completely devoid of the presence of passion and ignorance <clears throat> so the the five stages of uh, ಸಮಗ್ರಮಹಾತಮಸ್ಥಿತಿ Hmm. So you can go on I mean you can you can 
do homework you can read the purport of this this is very long purport and very very important in fact what is uh, what is this tamisra andha tamisra tamaham moha and mahatamaha so um, you can go and uh, you know read up or shall we read up here so this is actually from the vishnu puran the whole explanation tamo tamo viveko so aviveko tamo viveko mohas mohasyad antah karana vibhramah mahamohastu vigneyo gramya bhoga sukhaishana maranam hyandha tamisram tamisram krodha uchyate अविद्यापंचपर्वैषा प्रादुर्भूता महात्मा महात् सॉरी महात्मनः प्रादुर्भूता महात्मनः सो द कंडीशन सोल्स और लिविंग एंटिटीज हु कम टू द मेटीरियल वर्ल्ड टू एंजॉय सेंस ग्रैटिफिकेशन आर कवर्ड इन द बिगिनिंग बाय फाइव डिफरेंट कंडीशंस द फर्स्ट कंडीशन इज अ कवरिंग ऑफ तामिस्र और एंगर constitutionally each and every living entity is has minute independence it is misuse of that minute independence for the conditioned soul to think that he can also enjoy like the supreme lord or to think why shall i not be a free enjoyer like the supreme lord this forgetfulness of his constitutional position is due to anger or envy so that is tamisra the living entity being eternally part and parcel servitor of the supreme lord can never by constitution be an equal enjoyer with the lord when he forgets this however and tries to be one with him his condition is called tamisra even in the field of spiritual realization this tamisra mentality of the living entity is hard to overcome in trying to get out of the material entanglement of material life um there are many who want to be one with the supreme even in their transcendental activities this lower grade mentality of tamisra continues andha tamisra involves considering death to be the ultimate end andha tamisra means even deeper ignorance the atheists generally think that the body is the self and that everything is therefore ended with the end of the body thus they want to enjoy material life as far as possible during the existence of the body their theory is as long as you live you should live prosperously never mind whether you commit all kinds of so called sins you must eat sumptuously beg borrow and steal and if you think that by stealing and borrowing you are being entangled in sinful activities for which you will have to pay Uh, then just forget that misconception because after death everything is finished no one is responsible for anything he does during his life this atheistic conception of life is killing human civilization for it is without knowledge or for continuation of eternal life this andha tamisra ignorance is due to tamas which is the next stage the condition of not knowing anything about the spirit soul is called tamas this material world is also called generally called tamas because 99% of its living entities are ignorant of their identity as soul almost everyone is thinking that he is this body he has no information of the spirit soul guided by this misconception one always thinks this is my body and everything anything in relationship relationship with this body is mine for such misguided living entities sex life is the background of material existence actually the conditioned souls in ignorance in this material world are simply guided by sex life and as soon as they get the opportunity for sex life they become attached to so called home motherland children wealth and opulence as these attachment increase moha the next stage or the illusion of the bodily concept of life also increases thus the idea that i am this body and everything belonging to this body is mine also increases and as the whole world is put into moha you know janasya moho yam aham mameti 
Bhagavatam. Sectarian societies, families and nationalities are created. So you see, all these countries that are you know, politically fighting, United Nations, all of these are based on moha, which is very, very deep into material uh, ignorance. And, um, and so the whole world is put into moha, sectarian societies, families and nationalities are created and they fight with one another. Maha Moha means to be mad after material enjoyment, especially in this age of Kali. Everyone is overwhelmed by the madness to accumulate paraphernalia for material enjoyment. These definitions are very nicely given in Vishnu Puran, wherein it is said, Tamo Viveko Moha, Syad Antah Karana Vibhramaha, Maha Moha Stuvignayo Gramya Bhoga Sukhaishana, Maranam Hi Antha Tamisram Tamisram Krodha Uchyate, Tamasam Krodha Uchyate, Avidya Pancha Parvaisha Pradur Bhuta Mahatmana. So this is the whole purpose explanation of this verse so very very beautifully explained in fact so these are the these are the stages of ignorance so people in these stages of ignorance cannot understand you know the scriptures that are in the mode of goodness they cannot enter into the understanding so they should not try just like the astronauts are flying trying through space suit and spacecraft trying to enter other planetary systems it is not possible Similarly, it is not possible because the modes of nature are the blocking factor. The, and the, scientist, the science has no clue of the modes of material nature. No clue that there are things called Sattvic, Rajasik, Tamasik. They have no clue of these things. This because it is so subtle. They cannot see with their instruments and all. They cannot see. Only from the Vedic literature do we understand that actually things are in the three modes. And if we understand this, that's why Krishna explains them in great detail in the 14th chapter of Bhagavad Gita and uh, even parts of it in the 17th and 18th chapters as well. The three modes of material nature, we need to understand how things, if we need to, if we have to understand or if we want to understand how the material world is working, we have to understand the three modes. Otherwise, we will never come to the proper conclusion. And then we have to know how to come out of those three modes. Nistrai Gunyo Bhavarjuna. Because ultimately this is all in the in, in the in the uh, what is that? Uh, category of tamas. Ignorance. So as you can see the Mayavadis, they are also in the Tamisra platform. Uh, they have the anger towards the Supreme Lord, envy. That's why they want to be one with the Lord. So they are also in ignorance and therefore they cannot understand with that kind of rebellious attitude. In the mode of ignorance, they cannot understand this sattvic literature, which is in the mode of pure goodness. Sattvata samhitam. Vidvams chakre sattvata samhitam. So, Bhagavatam is a sattvata samhitam. Of course, that means scripture related to the absolute truth, which is in the mode of goodness. Sattvam vishuddham vasudaiva. Vasudaiva shabditam. Sorry, vasudaiva shabditam. So, the absolute truth is always in pure goodness. And therefore, the scripture also is in the power of pure goodness. For nirmatsaranam satam, those who have no matsarata, envy or anger or this tamisra mentality, which is the enter- entrance into the deep ocean of darkness. Hmm. So, therefore, it is said here, 
In this way, the so-called followers of Shankara, the impersonalist Mayavadis, are sinking lower and lower into what? This, this, tamis, uh, this, this tamisra, andha tamisra, uh, tamah, ma, what is that? Uh, moha and mahatamaha. So, how can these degraded men explain the Vedanta Sutra, which is the essence of all Vedic knowledge? That's why the Mayavadis cannot understand. Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has declared, Mayavadi Bhashya Shunile Hoy Sarvanash. Anyone who hears commentary on the Vedanta Sutra from the Mayavad school is completely doomed. As explained in the Bhagavad Gita 15.15, Vedaishya Sarvai Rahameva Vedyaha. All Vedic literature aims at understanding Krishna. Mayavad philosophy, however, has deviated everyone from Krishna. Therefore, there is a great need for the Krishna consciousness movement all over the world to save the world from degradation. Nirvishesha Shunyavadi Paschatya Desha Tarine. That is what Srila Prabhupada is. Um, he um, destroyed this Nirvishesha Shunyavadi. And therefore, his books has to be, have to be distributed all over the world. As I said in the previous thing, this religion will become the most dominant religion in the world. Bhaktivinoda Thakur has already said it. There's no... It cannot go other way. Krishna will fulfill that word of the pure devotee. So, this religion will become the mainstream religion in the world. And so, we have to if we become instruments in that uh, reality, in that prophecy, then we will be blessed. It's not that you know we are we are the ones making it, but it is our fortune, good fortune, to be part of this movement, and therefore we have to spread this and save the world from this degradation. Every intelligent and sane man must abandon the philosophical explanation of the Mayavadis and accept the explanation of Vaishnava Acharyas. One should read Bhagavad Gita as it is to try to understand the real purpose of the Vedas. Now, I think... Okay, so here is... We will read these two verses. Okay, we will read these two verses. We will finish until 7.130. Sarvashraya Ishwarera Pranava Uddesh Tattvamasivakya Hoye Vedera Ekadesh It is the purpose of the Supreme Personality of Godhead to present Pranava, Omkara, as the reservoir of all Vedic knowledge. The words Tattvamasi are only a partial explanation of the Vedic knowledge. Tattvamasi means you are the same spiritual identity in the purpose. So Tattvamasi means you are the same spiritual identity. And this is only partial. Because qualitatively only we are one. Quantitatively we are not one. But, you know, he said, Tattvama say, oh, I am the same as the Supreme Brahman. That's why, Aham Brahmasmi, not Aham Parabrahmasmi. Hmm. So, this is only partial truth. It's a partial explanation of the Vedic knowledge. So, Omkara is, is a complete. Because there is the Krishna, there is Radha and there is the living entity. And all his potencies. In fact, U, chiefly Radharani, but all other potencies. And Ma is we who are also his one of his differentiated potency. So that is complete. That is complete. The full relation between us and Krishna, the quantitative, the qualitative, you know, relation with Krishna, everything is complete in Om. 
whereas tatvamasi is only partial is only qualitative oneness but he highlighted this as more important than om omkar so this was the mistake of shankaracharya pranavamaha vakya taha kore achchadan mahavakya kore tatvamasi rasthapan pranava omkar pranava or omkar is the mahavakya mahamantra in the vedas Shankaracharya's followers cover this to stress without authority the mantra tattvamasi uh, purport the mayavadi philosophers stress the statements tattvamasi soham etc but they do not stress the real mahamantra pranava omkar therefore because they misinterpret vedic knowledge they are the greatest offenders to the lotus feet of the lord chaitanya mahaprabhu says clearly mayavadi krishna aparadhi mayavadi philosophers are the greatest offenders to lord krishna lord krishna declares तानहम द्विशत क्रूरान संसारेशुन्राधमान क्षिपाजस्रमशुभान आशुरीश्वेवयोनिषु दोज वर एनवियस एंड मिस्चिवस हुआ द लोएस्ट अमंग मैन काइंड आई परपैचुअली कास्ट इन टू द ओशन ऑफ मेटीरियल एक्सिस्टेंस इन टू वेरियस डिमोनियक स्पीशीज ऑफ लाइफ दे गो डाउन एंड डाउन एंड डाउन फ्रॉम तामिश्र टू अंधतामिश्र टू तम टू मोह टू महातम दिस इज वेर दे गो एंड दिवोडीज दे गो टू द सुप्रीम light tamasoma jyotirgamaya devotees can do but these people they go on to go to the brahma jyoti but they end up in the darkest region of the that's why it is said in the ishopanishad the impersonalist they go to even darker even darker than the demigods because of, of their prevalent envy towards the supreme lord अंधम तमः प्रविशन्ति ये संभूतिपासते तथो भूय इव ते तमो This is from Bhagavad Gita 16.19. Life in demoniac species awaits the Mayavadi philosophers after death because they are envious of Krishna. When Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita 9.34, Man mana bhagamad bhakto madhya jimam namaskuru. Engage your mind always in thinking of me, become my devotee, offer obeisances uh, to me and worship me. One demoniac scholar says that it is not Krishna to whom one must surrender. this caller is already suffering in this life and he will have to suffer again in this in the next if in this life he does not complete his prescribed suffering you know who is this that uh, sarvepalli radha krishnan who is the first president of india he was a sanskrit scholar and he probably is referring to him as the demoniac scholar who said that it is not krishna to whom one must surrender he said it is to the it is to the it is the, the brahman within krishna to whom we must emerge into that is the real meaning of this sarva dharman parityajyamam ekam sharanam raja rascal where did you get the idea first of all he doesn't know that there is no difference between inside and outside of krishna huh? what is that bahir narsimha hridaya narsimha everywhere he is and inside him in inside like our body is the soul that we are and outside is the body but so that is different but in the case of the supreme lord he is not different there is nothing inside of krishna 
he is one spiritual identity that's why he has no false ego he has no misidentification with something else other than himself so that's why he is always in true ego there's no false ego in krishna hmm. but these people they don't understand demoniac rascals they may be sanskrit scholars but they are rascals because they are not devotees that's why they come to wrong conclusion this scholar is already suffering in this life and he will have to suffer again in the next if in this life he does not complete his prescribed suffering one should be very careful not to be envious of the supreme personality of godhead in the next verse therefore shri chaitanya mahaprabhu clearly states the purpose of the vedas so this is the second part of deconstruction deconstructing mayavadi philosophy so we will go into more detail um, let me see how many shlokas we have wow we have we have 41 more this chapter although 171 shlokas lesser than the previous ones but it is taking way longer time because it's very very you know philosophical very very deep purports are long and it's very very technical but if you understand then we will we will appreciate the effort that the vaishnava acharyas have put in to educate us and we will ourselves be enlightened you know so therefore it is it is necessary to understand these things hmm. not directly jump into rasalila without knowing all these things you know hmm. radha krishna and all these things without understanding basic basic philosophy hmm. so all right we will stop here uh and i'll take any questions that are there Shilpi Singh is saying, Prabhupada once said in one of his conversations with the disciple that even if such rascals go to the moon or sun, they will do no new thing except eating, sleeping, meditating. <laughs> you know, the, the, there is this uh, proverb in Bengali. I don't know the Bengali of it. But the translation is, if you take a, you know, a weaving machine, a cloth weaving machine to the moon it will still do the same thing you know it will still weave cloth so nothing new is going to come out of it or in other words there is you know the dog however put however you may put crown or something he will go and lick the shoes yeah, king won't lick the shoes of anybody but his dog because he's a dog you may decorate it in any way but he will go and lick the shoes on he his uh, swabhava not change so that is used for many explanations um, but this also can be used here that you know we are in certain modes of material nature our our material our swabhav is this so it will not change anything when we go to other planet it's not that something else will happen now no it's going to be the same actually prabhupad version of that proverb is If you take the typewriter to the heavenly planet, it will do the same thing. Cut, 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 you know, type on it. Cannot do anything different. <laughs> so, like that. Hmm. Dhiradas, question. How to develop Shraddha, firm conviction in Krishna consciousness? In Chaitanya Charitamrita, it is even said that the gradations of devotees are according to the proportion of one's faith. Yes. So, firm conviction, if you want to get in Krishna... then we have to have firm faith in guru and that firm faith we will get if we take to the proper process 
if we don't take to the proper process we will not get the firm faith and the first thing about is about that is shravanam shravanam and kirtanam and you know all the aspects of devotional service we have to participate in and then realizations will come you know when we read okay we are not the body fine okay logic okay that's kind of logical but i don't i still don't experience that i am anything other than the body i feel that i am this body and so that realizations will come uh, so if we follow the instructions that are said so eventually those realizations one by one one by one it will be revealed no slowly slowly so but this is not possible for one who does not take to the path of bhakti sarahasyam tadangam cha gyanam paramagohyam ne yad vigyana samanvitam sarahasyam tadangam cha grahana gaditam maya 2931 bhagavatam so it has to be done with uh, devotional service tachraddha dhanamunayo nirgran what is that what is that amalgamating two verses ತಚ್ಚ್ರದ್ದಾಧಾನಮುನೆಯ ಜ್ಞಾನವೈರಾಗ್ಯಯುಕ್ತಯ ಪಶ್ಯಂತೆ ಆತ್ಮನಿಚಾತ್ಮನ ಭಕ್ತಿಯ ಶ್ರುತಗೃಹೀತಯ ಆಥರೈಸ್ಡ್ ಭಕ್ತಿ ವಿ ಮಸ್ ಡೂ ಅಂಡ್ ದೆನ್ ವಿ ವಿಲ್ ಗೆಟ್ ಅಂಡ್ ದೆನ್ ದೀಸ್ ಪರ್ಪೋರ್ಟ್ಸ್ ವಿಲ್ ಬಿ ರಿವೀಲ್ಡ್ ಯಸ್ ದೇವೆ ಪರಾಭಕ್ತಿರ್ ಯಥಾದೇವೆ ತಥಾ ಗುರವ್ ತಸ್ಯೇತೆ ಕಥಿತಾ ಹ್ಯರ್ಥಾ ಪ್ರಕಾಶಂತೆ ಮಹಾತ್ಮನ ವಿ ಹ್ಯಾವ್ ಟು ಹ್ಯಾವ್ ಇಂಪ್ಲಿಸಿಟ್ ಫೇತ್ ಇನ್ ಗುರು ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಸೊ ನಾವು ಹೌ ಟು ಇನ್ಕ್ರೀಸ್ ದಟ್ ಫೇತ್ ಫಾಲೋ ದಿ ಇನ್ಸ್ಟ್ರಕ್ಷನ್ಸ್ sadhu sangha we are associated with people who have faith if we associate why people don't have faith because they associate with people who don't have faith like we read atheistic theories of uh, atheistic scientific theories of the existence of this world and the history of this world including the evolution theory the big bang and whatever because we associated with the explanations of the atheistic people um, we are more drawn to that kind of explanations because that's how what we associated with but if in the beginning itself we are associated with the theistic explanation of everything then our faith in that will increase now our faith is with the so called you know um, uh, what is that evolution theory big bang theory or oh, moon landing has happened mars you know the sun and all these things so we will have faith in these things because we are associating and we are believing them so if we want to establish faith in krishna consciousness let us just observe what is causing lack of faith if we have if we don't have sufficient faith in krishna consciousness that means i have i have sufficient faith in something else and that is in maya so if we just observe how our faith is being increasing in maya why our faith is increasing in maya oh we are hearing so much from the you know the, the explanations everything from their side and that's why my faith is there so that same principle if i apply to krishna my faith will be here now you know so that's why we have to hear siddhanta bolya chitte nakara alas iha hoyte krishna lage sudridha manas siddhanta bolya chitte nakara alas we should not be lazy in studying the philosophy given by the acharya uh, because in that way our mind will be firmly convinced of krishna consciousness shri prabhupada asked why am i writing these books oh to reveal the absolute truth is in that um, yes but the real reason why i am writing these books is to convince you to chant hari krishna you know 
that's the whole point because that chanting hare krishna uh, means to be uh, established in one's constitutional position as a servitor of radha and krishna so and to engage us like that in the service of radha and krishna that is the reason why he has written all these books just to convince us so we have to read them in order to be convinced hmm. we have to read sufficiently prabhupada's books profusely in fact profusely we have to read so dhirdas is saying i met with some people they say that there were multiple vyasadeva that's why there are so many contradictions in shruti smriti and puranas yeah this is already explained uh, by shri prabhupada one of the purports before this in the same chapter here that there are many people who are collectively known as vyasa but um, no he is actually a person and his spiritual master is narad muni and how he was born everything is mentioned there mm. they, you know so this is how the mayavadis they try to cover up mm. but vyasadeva is mentioned as an incarnation as a, one of the list of incarnations in the bhagavatam third chapter 1321 i think vyasadeva is explained there so how can they deny they come up with all kinds of things which are not based on shastra and we have to prove as if it's like um guilty until um, proven innocent we are we are treated like we are guilty until we are proven innocent it means we are guilty of the uh, of the misrepresentation of facts and we have to kind of prove but they just say things out of their head without any you know proof and these contradictions can only be understood they are actually not contradictions uh, they are actually these three modes of material nature uh, that's why there are con- seemingly contradictory instructions actually they are not seeming and they are not contradictory like i said that uh, scriptures in the mode of ignorance they they promote i mean they they license meat eating once a month uh, but then in other parts you know like bhagavad gita is a patram pushpam phalam toyam so it's like what is this two different things are said um so uh, that is to elevate the, the absolute uh, gross meat eater who is eating every day to come to the point of once a month only but a person who is already crossed that and not even eating and then he is uh, you know having uh, he is in krishna consciousness he is not ala he is not expected to follow that vedic injunction which is meant for the person in the mode of ignorance so it is not a contradictory statement by the vedas but it is to elevate different classes of people in different modes of nature that's why if you see here in the shrimad bhagavatam that's why the religious systems seem to be different actually they're not they are they're pointing to the same thing so if you see 11134 agamopah prajadesha kala karma cha janma cha dhyanam mantrotha samskaro dashaite gunahetavah according to the quality of religious scriptures agamah you see uh water one's association with one's children or with people in general a particular place time activities birth meditation chanting of the mantras and purificatory rituals the modes of nature become differently prominent so these 10 things dashaite 10 these 10 things there are different thing like scriptures there are scriptures in the mode of goodness passion ignorance so if we understand 
the influence of the three modes on people then we will understand how religious scriptures were written to elevate the people of that influence uh, influence of three on the, of the three modes to rise above to the same end of reaching the absolute truth and becoming a servant of krishna so there are not actually any this thing uh, they may sound contradictory but you have to understand that there are modes working but the ultimate principle of obedience to the instruction of the supreme lord is the same according to the time place circumstance it is give you know uh, according to the how deeply entrenched the situation is in the mode in the in the three modes uh, acharyas devise ways and means to elevate people to you know higher standards um, and come to the point of krishna consciousness so that's why they appear to be different they're not different ultimately promote pandey parshuram prabhu is saying osho has also written really useless for Hmm. Vijay Sharma Prabhu is asking Hare Krishna since Om is so high and important why do we not chant in a systematic way to make sure we chant it regularly is it because we consider chanting the Mahamantra as containing Om hence no need to chant separately yes so Prabhupada explained in one conversation that Om although it is referring to Krishna but it is not so direct reference to krishna although it is krishna but it requires explanation to you know make us understand that it is krishna whereas when we say hare krishna it is direct so it is more personal and it is personal to the and to the specific form of the lord which is krishna so it is so om is a little bit impersonal in that way although it is krishna and radha and, but how will we understand all these things and people chant om for different reasons and usually it's impersonalists but personalists they want to chant the direct name hmm. hare krishna hare krishna 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 hare 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 ram hare ram 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 hare hare so that is the maha mantra there is no absolutely zero ambiguity whereas there is ambiguity in the om because i mean om doesn't have ambiguity but it requires a lot of explanation to understand even om and also it is to be chanted by the elevated brahmanas it is said that whoever chants om will become from shudra to brahmana in other words it's not that oh if shudra chants om suddenly today is brahman but because he is committing offenses so brahmana means he has to come to the standard as specific standards of purity um as a brahmanas are you know given the vedic literature to read and study so it is not a discrimination it's not discrimination um one has to come to the mode of goodness to be able to enter into these understandings and therefore brahmanas were allowed to study the vedas and not others because they cannot understand so anyway hare krishna mahamantra is so direct there is no room for speculation ambiguity that's why you see vedanta sutra the the, the mayavadis you know like because they can kind of manipulate and you know do this word jugglery but if they come to bhagavatam shankaracharya did not even attempt to twist bhagavatam because it's so straightforward although it always is considered so called smriti but it is very very straightforward krishna you know so that's why the vaishnava acharyas give more importance to 
the smriti literature in that sense although both are equal but is more direct it is said that the ganga is uh, the water from the feet of the lord and yamuna is where krishna had his pastimes but because krishna personally had his pastimes on the banks of the yamuna and in the yamuna also like in the case of kaliya kaliya daman so yamuna is 100 times more important than ganga hmm. although both are from the lord only but this is more direct and it is so direct that krishna when we think of yamuna we think of the personal pastimes of krishna with his most confidential devotees and because it is connected so intimately with krishna it is more important uh, similarly it is said that bhagavad gita is coming from the uh, coming from krishna or vedas are also coming from krishna but bhagavad gita is mo- 100 times more important than the vedas because they are coming from directly spoken by the lord although vedas are also word of god uh, but indirect mentions uh, of the supreme personality of god are indirectly mentioned but here krishna personally is speaking it is said that although there is no difference between the feet and the mouth of the lord uh, the mouth the, because coming from the mouth it is considered even more important impartially if you see mouth is more important so because coming from the mouth it is even more important than uh, the uh, feet so in that way these are explained so that's why we chant hare krishna is very very specific it's very intimate with krishna and hare krishna is very specific there is no room for uh, speculation here whereas om is a little bit impersonal yeah <laughs> this is the this is the one dhenki swarge dhan bhange dhan bhage so this is the bengali proverb dhenki means i think it's the weaving machine i think if i am not wrong dhenki swarge gele dhan bhange hmm so even if it goes to heaven it will do the same thing Prabhupada lecture 1.3.1 So, you cannot give up your position as servant. In the Bengali proverb, there is a dhenki. Swarga gele dhang bhange. Means a dhenki, there is a machine, that wooden machine, a husking machine. Okay, I'm sorry. It's not the weaving machine. Husking machine. Um, so, if you send it to heaven, then what it will do? the same business it does not mean that dhenki which while it is promoted to heaven he can be soul or any, or anything else no similarly we living in living in it is we have desire to enjoy this material world our position is servant so actually in this way it is explained but in other ways that you know in our current state wherever we go we will try to do the same thing eating sleeping mating defending as long as our consciousness is there materially we will always do the same thing so like that gyan vairagya yuktaya all right i think we will end it here thank you all very much for attending and participating and uh, try to share this with others if you know if you find if you found this useful and uh, we will end it here and we'll see you all uh, hopefully monday i think i haven't done an am am session for a while 
has been has been very busy actually in fact supposed to do it last week i mean this last monday but i've been very busy with some important uh, services so i i will try and uh, do this amm this monday i really hope i can but i'm really not sure because there's a lot of service um which is why i'm not able to do videos on my channel as well uh, i will co- i will get there very soon it's it's just a matter of time um so anyway um we will see i, I will keep the announcement i will i will make the announcement on monday whether i can do mm session or not i will see all right thank you all very much hari krishna shri chaitanya mahaprabhu ki jai shri prabhu pad ki jai anantakoti vaishnava prem ki jai nitai gaur premanand hari hari gaur hari krishna